Hello, and welcome to the Real Talk with Tamara podcast. I'm Tamara, a photographer and creative director for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, and your host for Real Talk with Tamara. So this podcast covers actionable, down-to-earth business and lifestyle advice for the women who aspire to inspire while keeping it real. A little housekeeping before we get into it, please follow or subscribe on iTunes and comments are currency, so please leave a comment on iTunes. You may just get a shout out on an upcoming episode. So in this episode, we're covering time management hacks. It's something that I actually have shared on my blog, Tamara took this, but I wanted to create an audio version with some updates, and so here we are. As I mentioned in my intro, I am a photographer for beauty, wellness, and lifestyle brands and professionals, specifically a product and branding photographer. So 62% of my clients this year came from product photography, the core offering in my business. So that is no accident. And about 85% of my clients are actually based outside of the DMV. Um, The DMV stands for District of Columbia, Maryland, and Virginia, if you're not familiar with the acronym. So I've worked with clients on the West Coast, in the South, um, out of the Caribbean, Canada. Um, And these clients, what they do is they ship their product to me. And without giving my entire workflow away, I still am responsible for hitting deadlines, sometimes among several clients simultaneously. So of course, a popular question that people ask me all the time is how the hell do you complete your photo shoots when the client is mainly off site? And I'm going to be honest with you. The honest answer is sweet baby Jesus and the reality that bills are due every month. And sis, that is a great motivator. But of course, this episode is about time management hacks. So wanted to give a little bit more detail. The more detailed answer is it's possible because of the systems and processes in place when working with my clients and also how I manage my time. So Morgan DeBond, one of the founders of Blavity, shared a term recently on Instagram where she said, instead of time management, we should be looking at it as energy management. So I thought that was so clever because energy, at least for me, relates to your productivity and how much you're able to accomplish based off of your energy levels throughout the day. So working for myself for several years, I have come to realize where my peaks of productivity are as well as my lows. So I know my peak productivity hours are between 7 a.m. and noon. So anything that requires high mental stimulation or attention to detail or just the hard work, it's done during this time. Between noon and 3 p.m., like clockwork, I am officially slowing down and there is a fog that is rolling in like the fog of San Francisco. (laughs) During this time, I may respond to emails. Maybe I'll eat lunch. Maybe I'll go to a yoga class. I'll take a nap, do photo editing, something that really does not require a lot of brain power for me. Then my second peak of energy is going to be between 3, 
six or seven o'clock, maybe eight if I'm lucky before I just mentally shut it down. And so maybe every once in a while I may respond to comments in the client portal, although I am trying to get out of doing that. But for me, mentally, I am shut down between seven and eight. And also, I should add that I do not do photo shoots on the weekends. I work too hard during the week to then also work on the weekends. But I'll get to my reasoning about that later. I understand that I am responsible for creating my own schedule. It is a perk of working on your own or independently. But I also know that I need flexibility in my schedule just as much as I need that structure. So I encourage you to really pay attention to your productivity peaks throughout the day. And this is even if you're working a full-time job. Time, track, and determine your hours of productivity. Before I get into my time management tips, I'm going to say what I'm about to say with love. Maybe you're not getting the work done because you're not using your time optimally or you're just not aware of your peak productivity levels. So I think that if you do this quick exercise, it'll give you a better idea of what your realistic workload should be throughout the week and just maybe keep burnout at bay. So now that I've gotten that off my chest, let's get to some time management tips. Number one, put everything on your calendar. So I remember my first year out or my first year out uh, from my full-time job I did B-School with Marie Forleo, and my biggest takeaway was if it's not on your calendar, it just doesn't exist, period. You put every lunch or coffee date, meeting, shoot dates, nail appointments, massages on your calendar. This will give you an idea of your already planned appointments and see if you need to make adjustments when needed. Every morning and at the end of the day, I look at my calendar just so I know what to anticipate for the upcoming day or the next day. And this has been really helpful in knowing if I have space for adding some leisure time or if it's going to be one of those hit the ground running days. And also helps to alleviate any stress because I'm not really making any guesses. I can also plan my travel in advance if I have to be somewhere at a certain time. So I highly suggest that you put everything on your calendar. Which leads me to my next tip. Set up your work and office hours. So starting your own business or even with a full-time job, we tend to believe that we have to give 110% every day, even during the weekends. And going back to my whole idea of not doing photo shoots on the weekends, I remember scheduling shoots on the weekends and honestly dreading them. I hated having to get up early in the morning on the weekends to go shoot, really just not feeling um, inspired to want to do anything else after. And so that was a really quick answer for me to not book shoots on the weekends. I made sure that I only do photo shoots during the week, Monday through Friday with an early morning call time. So understanding where my peak productivity hours are. In terms of client calls or meetings, I have made my office hours Monday through Thursday, starting between nine or 10 and ending around 5 p.m. with some hours 
of a break in between. Just because you're a freelancer doesn't mean that you always have to be available for everyone. You want to establish a work schedule or office hours to begin building out structure and boundaries, not only for yourself, but for others to follow. The next thing you want to try is set realistic expectations with your clients. We want to make sure that we are providing an amazing experience and service for our clients. So that means not setting unrealistic deadlines that can leave them disappointed and dissatisfied and you pretty much stressed, crying, and probably broke. When I used to work at the container store, I designed closets, some as small as $1,000 or as big as $20,000. And one motto we followed was to never overpromise and underdeliver. In other words, this means don't bite off more than you can chew. If you have 60 images that you need to edit for a client while also managing another, instead of proving to others that you're Speedy Gonzalez, possibly missing easy edits or corrections, give yourself a reasonable amount of time to turn over those first rounds of edits. Clients will not only respect you, but you'll feel less stressed and more capable of completing the job with five stars. One way of establishing that longer turnover time is, of course, having that conversation during your discovery call process and then reiterating that in your contract, just an FYI. Another time management tip that you can do is automating and outsourcing. So one really great way that you can outsource or automate something is making it easier for people to set up a discovery call or appointment with you. So one of the first tools that I implemented in my business was Calendly. It is a free online tool that allows people to schedule an appointment with you without the back and forth of emails. I save about one to three hours a week using this tool. And honestly, it's one of the best things that I could have ever used. Um, and also, did I mention it's it's free 99? What I also realized when using a tool like Calendly or Acuity is that it immediately elevates the perception of your business or brand because clients or potential clients have the free will to schedule a time based off of the set availability that you have created on the back end and really just set your business apart. Imagine not having to wait 24 to 36 hours whenever you decide to check your email before being able to confirm a set time to simply just talk with you. This alleviates all of that and saves you a lot of time. Other things that I automate and outsource includes grocery shopping. I use Instacart. I also will outsource my photo editing. Right now, I use a service that is overseas, and while they are delightful, I would love to give my coins to a small business that also offers photo editing. So just an FYI. Email management. I use a program called Boomerang, and I actually heard of this program from another lovely infopreneur, Shannon Monson. The other thing that I have started utilizing, which I am late to the game, is 
email templates. So email templates have been really great. I started using them about two months ago and I just feel so much better, especially when there is repetitive content that I need to share, whether it is onboarding a new client or sending a follow-up after a discovery call. It has just made my life easier because I don't have to constantly type the same thing over and over again. I mean, you can create as many templates as you want, whatever seems relevant for your business, but I have found that it has saved at least 30 minutes in email when I'm communicating with clients. My next time management hack is set up intentional time for play. So just how I create a schedule for office hours and shoots, I also set aside time to play. I may not necessarily put these things on my calendar as I like to be sometimes flexible and spontaneous. With that being said, I'm also super aware of the responsibilities that I have in the upcoming weeks so I can set aside that time to do what I want. And just keep in mind, it doesn't have to be some grandiose vacation where you're doing it for the gram, no. It can be just a walk around a neighborhood, it can be a massage, maybe you wanna go to an exhibit, but it's anything to get your mind off of work for a little bit so you can rest mentally and physically. The next time management hack is prioritizing your to-do list. The never-ending to-do list, it's inevitable. You won't be able to complete everything in one day. Sometimes it's just not required to be completed in one day. I remember chatting with another entrepreneur who was stressing out about completing work at eight o'clock at night while also expressing being tired. So I asked her, was it due tomorrow? And her answer was no. I literally said to her, well, good night. I don't know if anyone has told you, but it's okay to rest at five or 6 p.m. I know that I'm mentally checked out around 6 p.m. most days, unless I get that surge of energy or if I just need to power through. So as long as I completed my main task for the day, I don't feel guilty and neither should you. Here are some tips on how you can prioritize your to-do list. First, write out all of your to-dos. Maybe you just, just do a complete brain dump. Extra points if you group by type. So personal, professional, miscellaneous, etc. Then group by due dates. This may be an opportunity for you to implement some due dates of your own and then prioritize those tasks. Determine which one to two tasks you can accomplish in one day in order to move your list forward. Maybe some can be completed simultaneously. And in that case, set aside a block of time to complete them, which leads to my final hack. If you need to knock out a ton of work, do the hard things first. So put that phone on airplane mode, which may or may not be a novel concept, but if you really need to concentrate, put your phone on airplane mode, find a really good Spotify playlist, and work in 90 minute intervals. I found that this is really helpful when you are doing any kind of batch scheduling or if you need to edit a ton of photos um, in one sitting. So before I head out, let's quickly wrap this up. So before you try to tackle any of these time management hacks, first do the exercise of understanding 
your peak productivity hours. This will help set the tone when you are implementing some of these time management tips. So number one, put everything on your calendar. If it's not on your calendar, it doesn't exist. Trust me. Set up your work and office hours. Just because you're working for yourself does not mean that you need to work 24-7. Establish a work schedule so you can begin building out structure and boundaries for yourself and others to follow. Set realistic expectations with your clients. Remember, do not overpromise and underdeliver. Set up intentional time for play. Whether you add it to your calendar or not, but you want to make sure that you're doing something that gets your mind off of work for a little bit so that you can reset. Prioritize your to-do list. Understand that the to-do list is never-ending, but if you're able to determine which one to two tasks you can accomplish in one day, maybe you won't feel so guilty. Automate and outsource. Write out all the things that you feel like you can outsource. And here's a tip. Scheduling can be number one. This will save you more time in order to do more of the things that you love. And if you need to knock out a ton of work, do the hard things first. Try putting your phone on airplay mode and work in 90-minute intervals. So on that note, this wraps up another edition of Real Talk with Tamara, Real Talk for Real Women. If you like what you've heard, please share with Reckless Abandon. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes so you don't miss out on the next episode. Until next time, love, peace, and do you, boo. Actually, hold up. There's one more thing that I wanted to share before I let you go. It's actually one management hack that I think is overlooked, and it refers to email writing. So typically, we tend to think that we need to immediately answer emails as soon as it hits our inbox, especially a seemingly emotionally charged email. And it doesn't matter how old you are, but unfortunately, we can get wrapped up into a rather heated exchange over email. The best thing you can do is step away from your inbox so you can send a cohesive, non-combative email. My rule for answering emails is usually if it's a quick yes or no, I'll answer within one to two hours. However, if it is an email that requires a little bit more brain work, I'm leaving it until my next surge of energy, which as I said earlier, is between 7 a.m. to noon or three to six. So we're talking about the next day. And that's fine. Just don't go ghost and respond 72 to 96 hours later because you may find a not-so-nice follow-up email in your inbox. Come back to that email with a fresh set of eyes, a calmer point of view, so that you can answer with tact, constructive, and critical thinking, so that everyone is happy. All right, that really wraps up this edition for Real Talk with Tamara. Real Talk for Real Women. If you like what you heard, please share. And until next time, peace, love, and do you, boo.